0: Hello, and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dan, and it's a pleasure to have you here. It is April 25th, and we will be reading paragraphs 894 through 901 today. And we will continue with um, the offices of the Church, specifically the governing office, and then we'll start with the lay faithful. So we begin in—oh, it's also uh, the—sorry, it's the Feast of St. Mark the Evangelist, one of the four— So we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Governing Office The bishops as vicars and legates of Christ govern the particular churches assigned to them by their counsels, exhortations, and example, but over and above, that also by the authority and sacred power, which indeed they ought to exercise, so as to edify in the spirit of service, which is that of their Master. The power which they exercise personally in the name of Christ is proper, ordinary, and immediate, although its exercise is ultimately controlled by the supreme authority of the church. But the bishops should not be thought of as vicars of the pope. His ordinary and immediate authority over the whole church does not annul, but on the contrary confirms and defends that of the bishops. Their authority must be exercised in communion with the whole Church under the guidance of the Pope. The good shepherd ought to be the model and form of the bishop's pastoral office. Conscious of his own weaknesses, the bishop can have compassion for those who are ignorant and erring. He should not refuse to listen to his subjects, whose welfare he promotes as of his very own children, the faithful. should be closely attached to the bishop, as the Church is to Jesus Christ, and as Jesus Christ is to the Father. Let all follow the Bishop as Jesus Christ follows his Father, and the College of Presbyters as the Apostles. Respect the deacons as you do God's law. Let no one do anything concerning the Church in separation from the Bishop. Roman numeral 2. The Lay Faithful. The term laity is here understood mean all the faithful except those in holy orders and those who belong to a religious state approved by the church. That is, the faithful who by baptism are incorporated into Christ and integrated into the people of God and are made sharers in their particular way in the priestly, prophetic, and kingly office of Christ and have their own part to play in the mission of the whole Christian people in the church and in the world. The vocation of lay people, by reason of their special vocation, it belongs to the laity to seek the kingdom of God by engaging in temporal affairs and directing them according to God's will. It pertains to them in a special way, so to illuminate and order all temporal things with which they are closely associated, that these may always be affected and grow according to Christ and may be the glory of the Creator and Redeemer. The initiative of lay Christians is necessary especially when the matter involves discovering or inventing the means for permeating social, political, and economic realities with the demands of Christian doctrine and life. This initiative is a normal element of the life of the church. Lay believers are in the front line of the church life. For them the church is the animating principle of human society, therefore they in particular ought to have an ever clearer consciousness, not only of belonging to the Church, but of being the Church, that is to say, the community of the faithful on earth, under the leadership of the Pope, the common head, and the bishops in communion with him. They are the Church. Since like all the faithful, lay Christians are entrusted by God with the apostolate by virtue of their baptism and confirmation. They have the right and duty, individually or grouped in associations, to work so that the divine message of salvation may be known and accepted by all men throughout the earth. This duty is the more pressing when it is only through them that men can hear the gospel and know Christ. Their activity in ecclesial communities is so necessary that for the most part, the apostolate of the pastors cannot be fully effective without it. The participation of lay people in Christ's priestly office, hence the laity, dedicated as they are to Christ and anointed by the Holy Spirit, are marvelously called and prepared so that even richer fruits of the Spirit may be produced in them. For all their works, prayers, and apostolic undertakings, family and married life, daily work, relaxation of mind and body, if they are accomplished in the Spirit, indeed even the hardships of life, if patiently borne, all these become spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. In the celebration of the Eucharist, these may most fittingly be offered to the Father along with the body of the Lord. And so, worshiping everywhere by their holy actions, the laity consecrate the world itself to God, everywhere offering worship by the holiness of their lives. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com, and you can email me at Catechism at gmail.com. God bless you all, and may these teachings handed down by the Apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.